on this episode of Why Watch That. I was outraged by oh this nonsense. Oh my goodness. Wow. Are you serious? Wow. Are you serious? And if you know who she is, you know, if you're feeling tired, you know, that's the <laughs> rise up, stand up, do something. And you couldn't even make out a quarter of what she was saying in the show. I will tell you that. You know, that's a no-no for me, but it worked. It was like this, literally, it was hilarious. The woman is brilliant. When I found myself being a little annoyed, and I think it was because it was too long. TV, film, stage, article, thesis, uh, menu (laughs) at a restaurant. This indie medium, I don't care what y'all got to say. Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. Oh, why watch that first look? Well, we have some movies to talk about. We got some uh, movies. I mean, I mean, it's it. it these are like whoa, mm. you know, whoa, movies. I've seen two of them. We'll talk about that. But this first look that we're going to talk about, you saw, and um, three of well, I've seen three of them. Yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. three of them, and um, and not the first look that we're going to talk about. So we have essentially one first look, three sneak peeks, mm. and. I don't know where you are, listeners, in the state or in the world or in the United States, wherever you are. There are options for you to go to the movie theater in some cases. Sometimes it's drive-in. In some places, they are at 10% capacity. They're fully letting you in. So, okay. But at every turn, um, with these three sneak peeks, you can take advantage of of going into the theater and watching it. And they're hoping that you do, or at least they're going to just release it somehow. Um, maybe not for one of them, but um, so that they can qualify because on all three of these sneak peeks, everybody's going for every award. I don't, it doesn't matter if you just getting a cup of coffee or asking, you know, where's, you know, my daughter, or if you, uh, just got through singing and you going in the back and you know somebody's an FBI agent and you doing things 
Or if you just in the army for no reason, you don't know why you're here and uh. stuff happens. It's just a lot happening. But let's take the first look first. And Netflix has released, and everybody can enjoy it now if you want, a new movie called I Care A Lot. Do you? Yeah. Uh, this is... <laughs> I care I, a lot. Uh-huh. Well, you know, mm. it, we'll get into that. This is definitely, um, you know... Well, well, let's just get into it because it's, it's going to take a turn. Uh, Jay Blakeson wrote it and he directed... or. Um, wrote it and directed it uh, as well. So he did both of those things. The cast is quite familiar, actually. It's it's a really solid cast. We've got uh, Rosamund Pike, who she's just all over the place. She's doing great work. Radioactive, which I think she's getting a little buzz. Um, that's on Amazon. Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage. Or if you want to say elves, Peter Dinklage, you can say... <laughs> Elves instead of Game of Thrones and, and a Diane station Weist. agent. If you haven't seen that, that's a good movie. yes, that too. Uh, Diane Weist is also in it, and we just love oh my her. Goodness. She's just so she's <laughs> such a elegant woman. I don't know about in this movie, but she's wait just till such you a, see her drugged. Okay, I'll oh, tell you that. Well, you know, mm. Mm. I just I enjoy her thoroughly, and some other people who will pop in and out. And I'll say this on record. Now, I haven't seen this, but I've seen the trailer and a lot of the advertisement. Rosamund Pike mm. playing Marla. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to get in her way. I'm just saying, like, really just stay. She is coming for you whether it's ethical or not. <laughs> and I would not just hide your wife, hide your kids. Because she coming for your money. Uh-huh. And does she care is the question. Does she really care? And what does she care about? Mm. Does anyone and, care? And is that going to get her into some trouble? Well, Rosman, like you said, plays Marla. Marla is a professional carer for people. Meaning, these are old people who need somebody to take care of their estates, their care, and so on. Because no one is there who can do that for them. They can't do that for themselves, their family members, all of that. They are either not in the picture or incapable. So at the beginning of this movie, we see that she's in a courtroom trying to get this thing going. And she's against a man who's trying to get his mother out of her care, out of this facility. Mom doesn't want to be there. I don't know why this even happened. And the judge, by the way, is played by Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Okay. So, it doesn't go the way this man wants it to go. Because Marla knows what she's doing. She's a con woman. Okay? That's what she is. She has in her offices, in her office on the wall, the pictures of all the elderly people in her care. And what state they're in, not like location, physical state, health state, monetarily, where they are. Have we sold their homes yet? Do they have jewels? Do they have bank accounts that we can milk? She has people who help her do this. She has a doctor on the take, because how are you going to get a judge to sign these people over to your care? 
So the doctor comes in, it's an emergency. You know, they've taken a turn for the worse. They need her help. Okay. She has employees. She has an employee, a side woman, someone that she lives with and loves, played by Isa Gonzalez. Her name is Fran. So she and Fran really do a lot of the dirty work and they have other employees. And she also has a connection to a nursing home where, you know, the guy in charge of the nursing home, she can just walk into his office and say, here, this is what I want you to do for this person. Give them the deluxe. Okay, let's really milk it because what they want, and this is the title of the next movie we're gonna, or a movie a little later we're gonna talk about, it's nothing to do with that. They want the cherry, okay? And the cherry is the old person who has a lot of money and assets and no family, no friends. And they find this cherry. How? I won't tell you. And this cherry, her name is Jennifer Peterson, played by Diane Weist. Now we see Jennifer, you know, going to the pool. She has a wonderful home. She's enjoying life. Now she might have just a little smell of dementia. Just a, the woman is fine. They burst into her home and she's like having tea. Okay. And she she's looking at Marla going, what are you talking about? Because Marla's like, okay, read this. This is from the court. She's like, okay, let me get my reading glasses. She comes back, she reads, she's like, what are you talking about? I wasn't even in court. How could you take over my care? I don't need care. Mm. Too bad. Too bad, Jennifer. You're going down and you are the cherry. She has safe deposit boxes, all kinds of stuff, multiple savings accounts. They want to milk this woman. But Jennifer is not going to go gently into that night. And there's someone she was supposed to meet, played by Peter Dinklage. (laughs) And she doesn't show up for this meeting. Now, he's Roman. And what in the world does Roman have to do with Jennifer is the question. I mean, this man has a lot of money and a lot of power. And he's a criminal. What does she have to do with this person? I'm not going to tell you. Mm. Whatever it is, maybe it's who she is or what she has or both. Roman wants her out of the facility and out of Marla's care. So he wants to do this the right way at first. You know, send in the lawyers, played by Chris Messina, Dean. So Dean walks in with his briefcase, you know, flashy suits and his card. What does Marla think about him? Because Marla is like, look, better people than you have come for me. Yeah. You got to do a lot better. Oh, you want to offer some money? How about this much money? Dean is incredulous. He's like, do you not know who you're dealing with? He doesn't get the picture. Oh, across the movie, it's not even chess. It's a check. It's checkers. It's checkers between Marla and Roman. Who can actually get Jennifer in their clutches? That's the question. And what's the price that will have to be paid? Like I said, these people, all of them are unsavory. Mm -hmm. All of them. Now, I didn't give you everything. No. So here's the thing watching it. From the beginning, you see how Marla operates and you're disgusted. It is disgusting. You're not on her side. You want her to go down. But then the person who's going to do that is disgusting in and of himself. Now, he is played by Peter Dinklage, which helps a bit. But still, 
It's disgusting in and of itself. So then you're like, okay. And then this is the thing that got me, Raph, and really I almost stopped watching it in anger. Because the whole time I'm watching this, it literally my stomach was turning. It was. They give her a couple of lines, Raph, where she talks about how she's a woman and what men have done to her. You are disgusting. I don't want to hear any gender stuff in this movie. Not a whiff. We got it, and you're writing it that good. I was outraged by oh, this nonsense. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Are you serious? Wow. Are you serious? Because if you want to start throwing group stuff into it, what kind of woman are you? And which kind of men are you actually talking about? Do we want to go down that road about what privilege actually is and groups? Because you can't just talk about gender, can you? Anyway. Whoa. So in the end, though, I kind of backed off of it. You'll see how it ends. You have to get all the way to the end to see. These are disgusting people. Just let's make that very clear. So if you're going to go down this road with these people, look, the actors are wonderful. They know what they're doing, which is why I kept watching. It is it is a well-made piece of trash. That's what oh, this is. my goodness. Because of the story, not the, the actual execution. It's well done. And if you read some of the reviews, it's hilarious for some of these critics. Some of them were like, I didn't know what, to, I mean, I, I didn't want to watch it. I hated it. I, then I wanted to, it's, that's the kind of movie you're in. It's ick. It's ick that is glossy ick. So this is on Netflix. If you want professionally made trash. Oh my god! You can't find any better than I care a lot. Mm-hmm. Apparently you don't. So let's move on to the movies that we did see them. These are sneak peek reviews. They're not out yet, but you can certainly take advantage of it and take a look. A why watch that sneak peek? We both got a chance to watch the very highly anticipated movie that... If you're even sniffing around the awards, it's already coming for a particular actress. And we'll talk about that in a second. But this is the United States versus Billy Holiday, (laughs) which is going to be on Hulu on the 26th. And this is directed. Actually, I think it's called Lee Daniels. I think it on the poster it you know it you're going to see Lee Daniels a Lee Daniels film Lee Daniels but this is based off of the novel written by Johan Hari however Susan Laurie Parks wrote the screenplay now if you don't know who she is she is a very well-known very established playwright that I've seen and read many of her plays in New York she wrote the screenplay, and we'll have to talk about that as that comes. Now, she's not just, you know, she wrote uh, Native Son, if you remember that, on HBO. That was based off uh, a novel as well. So she's not a stranger to writing non-plays or, or you know, either screenplay or some TV series, uh, if you will. But yeah. Girl six. <laughs> I love it. We'll get into that. Um, the <laughs> cast. The cast. This is an ensemble cast, even though 
we know the titular character is really the the forefront of this. Andra Day is playing Billie Holiday. And if you know who she is, you know, if you're feeling tired, you know, that's the <laughs> rise up, stand up, do something. Yes. And um, she's, you know, obviously a an award-winning singer who really does, in her natural singing voice, have an homage, a yeah. hint of Billie Holiday. And, and it is revealed that was she's a source of inspiration uh trevante rhodes is also in this that's the guy from moonlight um he's in it garrett hudlin i need him to stop playing racist so he needs to i don't know you need to get out of there buddy because you're 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 um get out of there get out of there but leslie johnson is showing up and boy does he give an interview of a lifetime um, along with some very familiar, um, uh, you know, uh, Divine Joy Randolph is coming at you. It just, you know, Adrian Lennox is is, is yes. making an appearance. Tyler James Williams, who, you know, if you remember your Disney days, on and on and on. People are showing up, you know, Melvin Gregg and, you know, on and on and on. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting lots of people show up. Now, we are going to talk about this. I know my viewpoint. You know, we text each other. You know your viewpoint. And the question will become, why do we watch the United States versus Billie Holiday? I'm not saying if you do or not. I say, why do you watch this? What can we offer you as listeners to prepare you for this? It is going to be polarizing for some people. And for others, it is going to be a revelation. Mm, Maybe both. (laughs) Now look, hey, so, I mean, you know what the title is, right? And what is it really about? Is it just about some court case? No, I mean, there is a court case, but here's what happens. So what they use as a central device is the song Strange Fruit and how uh, the FBI and so on did not want Billie Holiday to perform this song. That's really what it comes down to. So much so that they would lock the woman up if she did. There are agents at every performance waiting. Okay. So let's just make that straight. Now, how could they do this? Remember, Billie, unfortunately, had a drug problem. So they're on it. All right, now. This is in the 30s. Sorry, not everybody knows who Billie Holiday is. I mean, what? We have. They don't. List, you would be surprised. Okay. okay so, you're right. The time period, you know, all of mm-hmm. that. This is not post civil rights. This is Jim Crow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like the ref, ref says, starting in the 30s, moving forward. And so, what happens is Billie is going to be interviewed by Reginald Lord Divine. And the name spells the character when you see Reginald, okay? And she goes there uh, with, you know, one of her friends, played by Miss Lawrence, uh, Miss Freddie, who, <laughs> I mean, just the wig. I mean, come on. I, those wigs. Just, okay. So, and, and that whole scene, and, you know, Miss Freddie is looking at Reginald going, you better not ask this, you better not do that, this, we talked about this, it's going to go down a certain way. So once all of this is hashed out, Billy starts talking about her life. And we see uh, when she was 
you know, thinking about performing the song and the people in her ear about it. We also, at certain points, see what her childhood was like. And we see what her relationships with certain men were like. So one of them is played by Travante, Jimmy Fletcher. Another is played by Rob Morgan. Yes, I did forget to mention good old Rob. <laughs> Louis McKay. And you'll see what that's like. Now, Jimmy enters. He's just a fan watching. How does he get into her dressing room and all this other stuff? I ain't going to tell you. And you'll see how Lewis comes into the picture. There is also, of course, her band members, in particular, the one played by Tyler, Lester Young. If you saw uh, Lady Sings the Blues, he's like... uh, Piano man. Yes, kind of like that. If you saw the lady sings the blues, kind of like what Richard Pryor's doing. That's kind of what Tyler is doing here. So same kind of thing. So we've got, okay, she's got the drugs and all of that. But here's the thing. How's the FBI get to her? Not just in those performances. What do they do? Now they do open up a little division in the basement where all the black people are. And that's all I'll tell you about that. So we see over the course of time, okay, they're trying to get her, try to stop her from singing the song and so on. She has her own battles to deal with and so on and so forth. And in the end, we well, we know how it ends. The question is, how does this movie end as well? Ref, what did you think about this movie? Tell us, please. Well, I watched it before you did. And um, I watched it right away as soon as I got the screener. Because I was super curious, because we have movies like Lady Sings Blues, which, you know, Diana Ross, and then most recently, Lady Day at Emerson Bar with, um, with, uh, with, um, Audra, uh, McDonald, mm-hmm. McDonald, who, you know, is basically doing a performance based off of her performance on Broadway. So we've seen a lot of iterations of Billie Holiday. And, you know, the company that sent me the the screener asked for my opinion and I CC'd you on it. And I said something that is could be polarizing because those are beloved, you know, on stage. It's those uh, she earned, you know, the Tony Mm -hmm. for it. And, um, you know, Diana Ross is forever etched into our minds about it. But I have an opinion and it is this. The writing Oh. I so, I'm a huge fan of Parks. Yes. Because she does great stage work. Yes. For some reason that talent that that's amazing talent did not come across in this project. I'm not going to fault her as the writer as a writer cuz I know she does good work. I just don't know what happened. I Mm -hmm. really don't know what happened here. The writing was very challenging. Mm. And the directing, you know, it's Lee Daniels. He makes his actresses go there. The places that people had to go were very dark and very, um, if you're going to have a scene, I was going to say, if you're going (laughs) to have a scene and it's about doing something, whether it's drugs lovemaking or whatever they want to call some of that stuff it is it, it, some of them wanted lovemaking I don't know what some yeah, of that stuff no. was yeah. it was it, it, he really requires his actresses specific, specifically actresses to go to these really deep places 
That was challenging enough, but I have to say, Andrew Day, having never acted before, shocking. It was, it wasn't good for someone who hadn't acted. Yeah. This, she was doing the level of work, in my opinion, that could rival any iteration of Billie Holiday that we've seen, Andrew McDonald, that could rival any performance that I've seen this year in the circuit. I am putting my bet on her. Now, will the industry go with that? No. I already know, you know, friend, you already know who's yeah. going to be the front runner. But she did freaking amazing work. There was not one, and I watched with intent, one false, you know, move. Now, them wigs, they could let that go out. At one point, <laughs> she had a lace front, and I was like, this is distracting from this amazing performance. Get that lace front off of her. They went from her real hair to a lace front. I was like, stop it. Don't do that to that woman. She was acting her butt off and she had to go places. I mean, I'm talking about tears, deep cries. I'm talking about joy. Yeah. Even the joy that she would have mm -hmm. when she was in love versus when she realized that she doesn't need to be in love with a certain somebody mm -hmm. was a wonderful scene. She was, well, I'll, you know, she was raped. You yeah. know, by a loved a person she was in a relationship with, she had to play that out. Mm. She was starting to be raped, and then it turned into something else. I, it, yeah, I, it it was shocking, and that's not even the best part. Her vocal iteration of Billie Holiday didn't feel like it. it I felt like I've heard Billie, Billie Holiday talk, and I know her voice very well. It felt like something else. Andrew Day, hats off to you. You are a brilliant, brilliant artist who did an amazing job with this role. Completely transformed my notion of Billie Holiday. No, no dig to um, Diana Ross or, you know, anyone else who's played her. But I've not heard someone get the actual tonality within the range of a phrase quite like Andrew Day that that thing that Billie Holiday does mm -hmm. like that very low that that takes that's because of years of smoking and drugs and pain and all of that stuff Andrew Day to me is the reason why you watch this film everything else I don't you know I, it, I just I, I, I can't I, you know what I'm not I'm not going to speak to everything else. I'll let you take care of that. Mm -hmm. But I I say this is the best performance of 2020 and so far in 2021 from an actress. Hands down, she went to places that she did the little stuff, the minutia, yeah. and she did the big stuff. And she sang her butt off Same. in a way and acted through the song, which is hard for singers to do performers pop singers it's just hard, hard to do <laughs> well it's hard but it's yeah. but particularly you know to yeah. act through some yeah. of those songs and she's singing now i will say they didn't have to show the whole song of every song like it, it, it that was a little oh. bit of overkill but i didn't i went through it anyway that's what i have to say about this i it is my favorite performance of the year it is a hard uh, 
watch. I have to warning, 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 especially all the people are like, oh, I love Billie Holiday. It's, you know, this is going to be so good. It's a hard watch. It's a hard performance to watch. But if you can stomach through it, you are not going to be disappointed in the performance. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll come to Andrew last. <laughs> See, the thing is, the production, I mean that in totality, is heavy handed. There are moments where I was like, oh, that was a joke. Like it just, it was handled like drama. What there is, you will see the scene where you go, oh, this is a, oh, this is a joke. Like what? Everything is the same. There's this, the the lens they use, the, the saturated color, it's all dark and all of it. Everything is like, ooh, we're going down, we're going deep, and we're going ugly. Everything. You talked about the writing, Susan Laurie Parks. I saw Top Dog Underdog on Broadway. I love your writing. Why? From the opening, you'll see the opening slide, everybody, they tell you, like the whole setup, like you're in school about to watch you know, something that you're gonna learn from. I'm like, what is going on in this movie? I just cannot agree with any of the production choices. Now, with that said, some of these actors said, okay, I'm gonna do my job anyway. <laughs> okay, some of these actors said, hey, Rob Morgan said, I'm gonna find something. Yeah. Okay, something. I, I'm gonna try. And others. Adrian Lennox. Some of her lines, I was like, ooh, how? And she but knows what she's doing. She I mean, saw Adrian Lennox on Broadway. I mean, tell you something. That woman had the audience in the palm of her hand. And you couldn't even make out a quarter of what she was saying in the show. I will tell you that. You know, that's a no no for me, but it worked. It was like this no, no, no. Ah, literally, it was hilarious. The woman is brilliant. So I'm looking at this going, what is going on? Now, some actors did not survive, but I will not point them out. Don't do it. Yeah. it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Yeah. It, don't Andrew do it. Day deserves a better movie. She deserves a movie that she should have directed it. How about that? Stop it. Don't I, do that. <laughs> she should have directed it because let me tell you something, Ref, and this is what you no. were getting to. She understands Billie Holiday in a way that we haven't even imagined. Yep. Yeah. There are moments, everybody, when she is just there as Billy Holiday. Yeah, just... it, 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 yeah, yeah, it, I, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I was it, trying to find yes. her. You I was trying to find, and I couldn't find her. You can't find, you can't find her, Andra. It's Billy. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, when you can hear, if you're paying attention, when the script, when they go off script, and every time they did, the movie came alive. Because Andra Day is not wallowing. That's the brilliance of it. It is, this is this woman. She's in this situation. This is how it is. She has been doing this her whole life. I don't need to wallow in it. It is what it is. She has to survive. Yes. That, but but that's, that's what you're saying. Yes. Is that she's seen, like she's seen and been through some really dark stuff. She has to survive. She has to get to the next gig. Right. That's all she wants to do. Just get me on stage. Hey, and I have these drugs here that'll take me away. It ain't no yeah. big deal. It ain't no big deal. I want to sing Strange Fruit. They don't want me to. What's the big deal? What are they going to do to me? What are they going to do to me? But it's not already even, been done. Exactly. exactly. But there's no heat. 
It's yes. just it, it the just the sensibility. I want to know how she came up with this. That's what it is. And the movie yeah. should have followed her direction. The movie should not have sent us into all of this stuff. We Let didn't care about either. the other people. Yeah, yeah. we didn't I, didn't. I didn't care about the other people. I wanted just when it wasn't on her, especially after she went to jail, yeah. it started to fall apart. Yes. I mean, you know. Yes. But, yeah. And I'll just say, as a movie. I would watch Lady Sings the Blues. Okay, everybody. As a performance, I've seen Lady Sings the Blues. And it's interesting because remember, that told us that, hey, Diana Ross could act. Mm-hmm. So this movie is doing that in a big way for Andrew Day. I, I mean, is there anything she can't do? I don't know after seeing this. And I did see Audra McDonald do this on Broadway. I was there in the theater and I was yeah. sitting there going, what is going on? So I've seen three brilliant versions. Can I add Billie that? Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to reveal something personal. Um, my sister, my oldest sister did Billie Holiday and won a Jeff award, which is the equivalent of a Tony. Um, and I've, so I've seen yeah. a lot as well. And I love my sister and she did an amazing job. I just think that Andrew, I mean, more than I've seen, I think Andrew Day took it to a different level yeah. of Billy that we ha- I have not seen stage or film. Yeah. And, and the problem, Ref, is the movie is trying to get in her way. I'll, I'll say it that way. It's doing everything it can to get in her way. And that's the unfortunate thing here. But like the Ref is saying, everybody, if you want to see Andrew Day's performance, it's on Hulu. I mean, you know, we can't get too mad at it. It's on Hulu. If you got Hulu or somebody else got it, you can watch. It's a and hard just watch. See. I think you have it's, to say it's very hard. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't pay attention to everything because I, I just couldn't. It, it's just it was too heavy handed and ridiculous in parts. But Andrew Day, every time if she was in a different movie, when you look at her, like the ref said, always there present the uh, just everything you can't fault anything that andrew did you wouldn't be able to fault it if this were viola davis doing it yeah well that is available on the 26th you could check that out i say do it just do it she's amazing um but we understand if you know it's a little bit too difficult <laughs> we have another movie no oh. Just going, we're going to end on a good note. We're going to end on a different note. Um, Cherry, which is Apple TV Plus's newest movie. We have a sneak peek of that. This is another highly anticipated movie that comes to us from some highly anticipated directors and a highly anticipated cast. I mean, just these people are coming off of how many years of Marvel Yeah, I feel like this is a rebellion to Disney. They're saying we're not going to do it on Disney. We're going to do it on their rival Apple TV (laughs) Plus. And we're not going to have any superheroes. Everybody's going to be an anti-hero. Go. (laughs) Anyway, before we get into that, this comes to us from the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe Russo, who did one of my favorite or no, my favorite Marvel movie, which is The Winter Soldier, along with, you know, Civil War and, you know, the last two. I mean, they really took 
the last portion of the Marvel series and elevated it. We love them for that. They um, also have a family member writing it. Angela Russo, um, Ostat, I, I think that's their, I, I don't know who she is to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe their sister, but um, but it's also written by Jessica Goldberg based on Nico Walker's novel. And the cast in this, people are popping up all over the place. But we do have to namely say that Tom Holland is doing something we've never seen Tom Holland do. He is no Spider-Man in this movie. Um, he is playing the titular character. Um, Sierra Bravo is also in it. Um, we've got, I mean, people literally, you know, one of the Russo brothers is always going to be in your movies. I don't know if he spotted who he was. I mean, it was kind of hard not to <laughs> see, but he's like Stanley. He's inserting himself um, in into play places. And Anne Russo, who plays Cherry's mom, is also in it. So they've got all their family members kind of coming in. That. I don't know if you knew that or not, um, but mm. along with 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 you know that is Jack uh, Rayner and just uh, people are coming in on and on. This is a long movie, very long movie. I mean, we're talking dancing with the wolves, like just Clint Eastwood, yeah, just long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in chapters, and you're gonna tell us because there's lots of um, the movie takes different twists and turns depending on what chapter you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the time you get to the end of it, what in the world, what in the world did I just watch? Help us navigate that plot because we do have a lot happening in this movie. A lot. Yes. Um. (laughs) So, Tom Holland's Cherry. Okay. And... We meet him in various iterations, which I'm not going to give all of them away. So it's not necessarily in chronological order, those chapters that the ref was talking about. Um, And you do know the year. It's like early 2000s, things like that, that's happening here, mid, somewhere in there. So here's how I'll say it to keep it simple. He's a boy who falls in love with a girl. And girl is played by Sierra Bravo. Her name is Emily. How do they fall in love? They meet. They meet cute. All that stuff. Yeah. They fall in love. And she decides to go to Canada for school. I could have smacked her. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. So what's his response to that? Is the question. Well, you'll know if you watch anything about this uh, or have seen anything about this movie before you watch it that he ends up in the army as an army medic. Why? How did that happen? I won't give it away. And when he comes out, you know that there's PTSD to contend with. How? Unaddressed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are drugs involved. That leads into how do you get money? Okay, what do you do to get the money? I'm not going to give that away because you just got to find out. So this is a spiral down, 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 down. Okay? Epic portion. Yes. And who goes with him? What happens to Emily? What about his friends? Right? All of this stuff comes to the fore. That's all I can say about the movie plot. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Now, Rev, here's the thing. 
this is like movies. The Russo brothers give you different lenses and looks and just structures. And you're like, okay, I'm in this chapter, I'm in that chapter. Oh, oh, I mean, they keep it. They are like, we are, we went into our bag and pulled this All out. Tricks. All tricks. <laughs> All tricks. This is the Russo bag, if you didn't know. So if you think in Marvel, we got more than Marvel. Okay, we got a whole lot more. And the movies that came to mind for me, Fight Club. You get some Fight Club. The voiceover. It's not the twist of Fight Club. But the whole, you're a young man, you're angry. And you're going to fight back in certain ways. You'll see what that means. Requiem for a Dream. A whiff of it. Just a little whiff. Not a lot. Full Re- metal jacket. That's another one. Requiem. Just a whiff. Because Requiem, if you can watch Requiem, you can watch anything. So this is not quite that. It's on the road. Like the ref said, Full Metal Jacket. And I will throw in Generation Kill, which is a miniseries you can watch now on HBO Max. When he goes to those military scenes, it's like, okay. So you have all of these things working. And I will say, like the ref said, it was long. It could have been cut down and it would have been... 45? Yeah. 45 minutes? Yeah, because this is two hours, 20 minutes long. 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you would have been like, oh, like a requiem, like a fight club, where at the end you go, oh. But I will say this for much of the runtime, I was paying attention. I, they had me focused on what was going on in the screen. Not for all of it, but for much of it. These actors go wherever the Russo brothers want them to. Tom Holland is saying, hey, I'm not Spider-Man, okay? I'm not a kid, I'm not a kid. I am not, okay? I will shoot up and do whatever you, you will see uh, one of the ending scenes. I just like, come on. Sierra Bravo, bravo. I mean, you know, hey. Brava. Yeah, brava. (laughs) Yes, if we're being technical. And some other actors who you'll see along the way. Even, I was like, is that David Williams Jr.? Yes. (laughs) so this is like if you like those movies I talked about it may not be as consistent as those or and Generation Kill the the TV show but if you like those you'll probably watch this and go okay got it made it through it's a tough watch but it's there's something here. There's a, there's ideas here, and these people are serious. Um, so for me, as someone who's a fan of all of those things, at the end I was like, hmm, okay, I could recommend this to somebody who saw those movies, and I would be fine recommending it. But I would again just let them know it's not something where you would go, oh, I haven't seen this before. Oh, this changed my life. Anything like that. It was exhausting for me. I was absolutely, literally spent. after watching this because it was so long because I was paying attention I think if there were moments of just checking out yeah you know let's just check out a little bit then I think it would have been more palatable for me but it's exhausting it is one spiral after another for way too long and you and for me my sympathy started to to dig it thin Mm-hmm. Cause it was it was a very unfortunate situation. Again, when you if you're into watching like someone who you know had 
you know, maybe a couple self-esteem issues in the beginning. And then you see what it becomes and all of the things that drag through all of that. I I wanted to be more compassionate toward Cherry when I found myself being a little annoyed. And I think it was because it was too long. It was so long, Rousseau's. And I just I can't I cannot get past it. And and the thing is, they know what they're doing. They're yeah. shooting it. They're shooting it, the crap out of it. It's amazing. It it looks and it, and it does go through different genres. Like it felt like even the 70s a little bit when we go yeah. over to um the Middle East and you you know like the full metal, you know, it just it mm-hmm. felt like certain ways, but long. <laughs> Cut it. Please, God, cut it. It was just so much. And and in some of the tougher scenes, really challenging scenes mm-hmm. of watching drug use. Mm-hmm. It like, get off it. Okay, we get it. He's addicted. It's dark and sad. Like it was just awkward of just letting, you know, there's <laughs> I'm not giving away, but there's one moment where there was some confusion. He had a task to do. He brings the task back to his house, this oh. task. And then there was some confusion as to <sighs> how how it was going to play out in this task. Like, you know, who is mm-hmm. going to be responsible for all this craziness? Like, what is going to happen? And that scene, although, you know, kind of, you know, oh, okay, this is, you know, because we know what's going on. But they don't know what's going on with this task. And it was too long. It was just too long. And so I really, I cannot recommend this to someone who's like, you know, I just, I like, because Full Metal Jacket was very like, because it was one, it was tighter because it was one thing. This wanted to be a love story, wanted Mm -hmm. to be a comment on, on on the war, war wanted to be a comment on the lack of support we give mm-hmm. our troops wanted to be a comment on the opioid addiction wanted to comment on crime wanted to comment it was just like piling mm-hmm. it on with all the stuff you want to say and i honestly feel like with the roosters because i respect them so much they made some of my most favorite moments in cinema i think they were just like we are unleashed from the from the disney stronghold and we're just gonna do it all kitchen sink we're gonna we're just gonna go there yeah and so you know without belaboring it can i recommend cherry to you i think if you want to see tom holland do something very different that we've never seen him do go to places sierra as well she was required to go to some very very deep places okay do you have to finish it I don't know. I don't know if you have to finish it. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be mentally drained. Prepare for that. This is not a Friday night movie where you get the popcorn. This is not even a Saturday afternoon where I'll just pop it in. This is that I'm intending on watching this movie with the intention and fully knowing that we are going on a journey and I have to be willing to go wherever we're supposed to go with these fine directors, really, and fine performances. Got it! 
my 45 minutes and I'm with you. I'm not going to watch Cherry again. Don't need to. I like my life. So there it is. It is a good movie. I, I will say that, but it's just yeah. not, it, 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 it could not, I, I can't recommend it for anybody for any other reason other than I'm going to intentionally sit down here and watch it because it's exhausting. Yeah. But with that being said, the ultimate question is, do you venture out on the 12th or sorry, do you venture out on the 26th to right. go in a theater? I say screamingly, no, don't do it from my perspective. It's a commitment. You're already in the pandemic with a mask on. Do you yeah. want to really t- wait till the 12th? Apple TV, buy an iPhone, you get it for free for a year. Watch it that way so you can pause and like literally just go outside and take a walk around the block to just cleanse your mind mm. in the middle of it and come back. There. I said Unless it, you it's are a requiem person. Like if you are a requiem for a dream person, maybe in the thing. But it's that up wasn't two and a half. Like, I know. Get in and get I out. Like, just as I'm a requiem okay. person. I'll just may I'm not saying do it. I'm saying maybe. Uh, otherwise, like the ref said, yeah, Apple TV Plus. Why, I mean, why? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out. Get in. <laughs> get out. Of that. Yeah. Now, one thing I do want to do, ref, because I'll just let the listeners know the upcoming review of the Father we pre-recorded, but we do have an update on when it's available. So it is going to be in theaters on February 26th, but it will be available to rent video on demand March 26th. So just know that, update that, and here comes our review. Well, I am clearing my throat. You got, you better. I just think that we will be talking about this a lot. Mm. Um, We got a chance to see a sneak peek. You at... um, at AFI mm-hmm. and I got a screener uh, to see this new movie coming out called The Father. Ooh. Mm. Oh, what mm. are we talking about here? I- <laughs> now, the critic already gave his uh, a- an indication earlier on. So if you if you want to couple that with this, fine. But this is the full fleshed out review of this new movie that's coming out on the 26th in theaters. Uh-oh. Mm. In theaters only? Uh, that's all we know. And when I say that's all we know, I mean it because we want to give you the most information possible. We'll tell you why. Yeah. This is coming to us from director uh, Florian Zeller. He wrote it. And when I tell you he wrote it, he wrote it. He Everything. wrote it. He, he wrote it. This is based on a play mm-hmm. that was originally in French, translated into this screenplay that he wrote. Yeah. And then he said, I'm going to direct it too. Now, he did write it with Christopher Hampton as well. So I'm assuming that was for uh, translation. Now, if you don't know Christopher Hampton, he is completely in your zeitgeist, meaning he wrote the atone or um, atonement. I think it's called atonement. Mm-hmm. Yep. He wrote, you know, a dangerous method with that Kira Knightley. Uh, basically, anything Kira Knightley was in, he wrote it. Um, <laughs> that's not true, but you know, you, you know what we're saying here. The cast. I mean, <laughs> when I saw this cast, I thought mm. to myself, "Oh gosh." We talk about the screen melting. I think I melted a little. <laughs> We have Sir Anthony Hopkins. 
Mm. And this is him coming to us again. Now, Anthony Hopkins is doing, you know, consistent work. And this man is nowhere near his 20s. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was born in 1937. Come on. Good for you, Anthony. Yes, that's right. And finer, finer work. Guess who he's working with, Critic? Look. The queen herself, dame, not yet, but mm. pre, pre-dame, pre Olivia <laughs> Coleman. The queens, as, we should say, because she played queen. more than one. <laughs> she sure did. Got an yeah. Oscar, and it, I mean, she's she's got an award for all the queens she played. <laughs> 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 Olivia Coleman, who is in, uh, if you're, you're like, what are you talking about? The Crown, uh, she is the latest queen. And, you know, the last one of that era. We won't see her again. Um, Mark Gaddis is in it as well. Now, you may think, I don't know who he is. Yes, you do! Mycroft! <laughs> he is in Sherlock. And actually, the showrunner and yeah. creator of the TV series, along with someone else, I can't remember the other person, but of Sherlock, the one that starred Benedict Cumberbatch. So he basically is responsible for Benedict Cumberbatch being a worldwide phenomenon. Mm. This This guy. He's in it. Along with Olivia Williams. So we've got Olivia Squared. And some other people who are going to show up. Especially Rufus Sewell. Who <laughs> I usually like Rufus. But in this one I don't know. Ooh. So there you have it. Great phenomenal British cast. And I do have to say. When you give this plot. Listeners listen carefully. Because you think. It's simple, mm. but maybe it's not. Yeah. Mm. Mm. On that interesting note, we have Anne, played by Olivia Coleman. She's worried about her father, Anthony, as they say, played by Anthony Hopkins. He's older and losing his memory. Oh, no. But what can she do, right? She's just met a man. And she wants to go live with him in Paris. Okay. I can't blame her. No. I want to go to Paris too. Not right now though. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But look, her father needs to be cared for and he doesn't get along with anyone she hires to take care of him. No one. His moods shift like the tides and none of the carers can withstand his unpredictable onslaughts until Anne hires Laura, played Mm. by Imogen Poots who reminds Anthony of his younger daughter. Hmm. What's going on there? He wants to know where his younger daughter is. He loves his younger daughter, desperately wants to see her. But the main question in this film is this, what exactly are you as an audience member seeing as the ref was intimating? Just like Anthony, you don't quite know what's always happening early on you come to find that you can't really trust what you think you've seen and heard. You're thrown. And that's the perfect place to be when you're watching this movie. Now, I'm not even going to say another word. This is what I will say as a review. Uh Uh-huh, you got to discover this one. Look, y'all, I said it at AFI. I'm going to say it again. This is one of the very, one of the very best depictions of dementia in any medium, TV, film, yeah. stage, uh, book, article, thesis. I don't, look, uh, <laughs> menu at a restaurant. 
Wait, this <laughs> indie medium. I don't care what y'all got to say. The construction of the storytelling, like you were talking about from writer and first time director Florian Zeller. Oh my gosh. And Mr. Christopher Hampton. Look, I'm telling y'all, it is brilliant, brilliant. Now, here's the reason why. You really feel not only what the people who encounter Anthony feel, but also what Anthony's feeling himself. Yeah. And Anthony Hopkins, who right. thankfully and deservedly is receiving such good roles of late ref. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Great. Astonishing performances he's giving. The two popes, this. Yeah. But we'll keep seeing more. Yeah. He goes through seemingly every thought and emotion possible in about an hour and a half. It is masterful. He's vulnerable yeah. and angry yeah. and excited and confused and scared and lonely. All of this stuff. Loving whatever adjective you want to come up with. When it comes to Olivia Coleman, for her part, wonderfully responsive in a gentle way. You can not only see, but feel her love and pain as she tries to navigate her father's care. The rest of the cast supports them so well, too, sometimes in unexpected ways. Oh, my goodness. When that first change happens, Raph, you're like, what? Wait a minute. And you'll know it as an audience. You'll know, you'll go, wait a minute. What am I, what am I seeing here? It's the kind of moment that, like, if you were to look away and look back, you would turn to whoever you're with and go, did I, wait a minute, did I miss... Now, wait, explain what just happened. Pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. Furthermore, while you can hear the play in the lines, I'll say that it works cinematically. Yes. They do so many subtle things in depicting the largely seen rooms in one apartment that you're able to enter the world that they've created. This is efficient, effective filmmaking, which is all the more impressive. Coming from first-time director, I can't believe it. Now, look, I attended, in quotes, the post-screening talk, at AFI where we had Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins there. And as they said during that interview, everything you need is in the script. Yeah. No need to overthink it. You can hear it. You can hear it. Mm Yeah. The whole production seems to have sprung from that ideal. You don't have to overthink it. It's right there. And we're all the better for it. I have to say, Ref, and then I would love to hear your perspective because I'm excited. This film sneaked up on me. In the end, I was moved, and not just because it was so well-crafted, but also because it's so relatable and immediate. I'll be thinking about it still. I'm still thinking about it now. It's been a while. And I'll continue to think about it for quite some time to come. Well, I have to talk about it from an emotional standpoint. I think you hit all of the technical aspects, especially, especially when you're dealing with the cinematography and the direction. Now, clearly, this is coming from someone who is lived. Whenever you do a play... You don't just write it and throw it up. You, you've got to workshop it. And Mr. Keller knows this in and out. Or mm-hmm. Zeller, excuse me, knows this in and out. So the script wasn't even... I think Christopher must have been there to help translate it. And then also to, you know, it's like atonement. Make it the unfolding at the right moments versus the stage. Right. So all of that I agree with 100%. The performances... Um, I I will get into in just a second, but I have to talk about the emotional experience that I had with this. Now, I knew going in that the father, you had already talked a little bit about it at AFI. And in fact, I almost want you to not listen to that (laughs) because you gave a little bit more away in the plot. Yeah. So if you can avoid it, if you're like, oh, I want to do my do, 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 do diligence. Okay. But I like this dry bone bear um, plot because 
you get to go in with a clean slate like this man does several times a day. Imagine starting with a clean slate several times a day. Mm. How horrific is that? And that's exactly the way you feel in this by by the time you get to the end of the movie. When I hit off button, I had to really think to myself, am I where I am? Oh. Is this is this what I'm like I literally carried that experience over into my real life and I had to like stop for a second and assess. That's how it felt watching the father. Wow. And when you're looking at it from the eyes of someone who's literally starting a clean slate, your truth is something you have to fight to hold on to and as a viewer, you have to fight a little bit to hold on to what's going on. You're not it's not confusing in a sense of like, oh, you know, you lost me, what's happening? You're literally fighting to hold on to the story of like you you want to give yourself a chance to go, okay, what really happened? And then you realize that you just don't know. Mm. And that feeling alone Mr. Zeller left us with. You don't know. And by the time you get to the very last scene. I've not seen finer work from Anthony Hopkins. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Mm-hmm. And I almost honestly, I've not seen it quite from a man at his stage. Mm-hmm. I think he's leading the pack here. When you get to that final scene and the emotional roller coaster that you go through and that realization and that going into an inward ex- implosion of emotion i just i i would be very disappointed if i didn't see him be honored in yeah. some way this was his finest work that i have seen and i so and i watched the two popes and i loved him in that yes this this was it, it, it it's a master master masterful performance Olivia Coleman does such a great job of ushering him through it. Mm-hmm. And whatever iteration we'll say that she is, she just ushers him. That's, well, that's exactly what you're supposed to do as a supporting actress. Yes. And then, of course, the other cast and Rufus coming in sort of, you know, it, it, it was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I think that we, this is something I would watch again. Oh, yes. And things like that I don't like to watch again because <laughs> there's a sadness. Yeah. But it is something I would watch again and again. And if you don't go to the theater, if you, if you choose to go to the theater, you're saying, I, I got one shot. I want to see something before the Oscars. I would definitely plot it out, plan it out, and figure out a way to safely see this if you cannot see it safely, I would 100% rent it as soon as it comes out. Don't wait till it comes on a streaming device. Go right away. Yeah. The Father will not disappoint you. And I'm just honored to have watched it. I really do feel that way. And it's one of my favorite movies in 2020. 
2021 saw it in 2020 hands down i think we really 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 need to um look forward to what else uh florian has set aside for this i'm super excited now this is coming to us in the theaters on the 26th the question is what are you gonna do thanks for listening for additional resources visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.